in my back pocket, Kyle. That's where it is. That's where I keep it. RainyDaySpecial.com, Kyle. DarbyCast, Wildcard Friday. Kyle and I, we were just talking about, well, a great many things, including, but not limited to, the nuclear option, the real heavy-hitting fun facts, and info drops and other stuff that I always have at my disposal, at any point. If I so chose, I could unleash a lot of stuff, information that would rattle some cages, shake things up a little bit. But I'm on a slow drip, right? In case society doesn't eat itself, auto-cannibalize, then maybe you don't want to let those things out of the cage. Because once Pandora's box is open, you can't shove stuff back in there. But that's the Darby cast for you. Some wild stories that are excellent and a couple breadcrumbs that have led some great people to a deeper understanding of what the fuck is actually happening in this world of ours. Some people still don't see it. And you know who these people are. They're named Gavin, and they wear glasses that aren't prescription. They just have plastic lenses. Gavin wants to look smart. Gavin knows everything. He's got an answer to everything, but he doesn't read. He's in the know. He follows the right accounts on Twitter. Good job, Gavin. You're there. What else does Gavin do? He tells people about democracy and threats to democracy. Because we all need to hear more about that. Right? Thanks, Gav. A plus. And it's easy to hear the name Gavin and instantly jump to a guy like Gavin Newsom, who is a pervert. Big pervert. But I want to zero in on your run of the mill, Gavin. A kid who was never good at sports, probably had an underbite, and he's trying so hard to fit in at every turn that he doesn't realize that everybody hates him. Let's zero in, Kyle. Let's talk about democracy for a second and what it is. Because we haven't talked about this in a couple episodes. I don't know when the last time was when I reminded people that our democracy is a thin veneer for the fascist technocratic authoritarianism that has been in place for a number of years. People are kind of wising up to it now and being like, hey, wait a second. You mean you've been spying on us this whole time and you want to do more of it? Well, okay, but you better do the right thing and use our tax dollars to promote homosexuality in Botswana, okay? Putting you on notice. That's what Gavin cares about. Let's just zero in on the life story of a kid named Gavin all the way from grade school up until now. Gavin loves Earth Day. He did when it first rolled around. Who gives a shit about Earth Day? Every day is Earth Day, but the Earth Day that people celebrate, recycle, renew, reuse, watch anime pornography of Captain Planet raping Mitch McConnell. Is that what Earth Day's about now? It might be. Democracy's kind of clever when you have a population of idiots. 
who think that they're in charge. Say, hey, we don't like that. You better watch out. Midterm elections are coming up. Are there people who are still saying crap like this? Like, oh, red wave inbound. Those Dems are fucked. Hell yeah. More people on the left, like Gavin. We need to go out and start raising money for candidates. Otherwise, the red wave is going to crush us. If democracy were real, right, it certainly doesn't scale to this level and it would inevitably fail. And again, this is all with the presupposition that it's real and that anything that you say or do would affect the trajectory of where the ship is being steered. Bless these people's hearts. They're on a giant cruise ship and they're babies and they're crying. And is that going to get the captain to alter course? Is it a baby in the engine room? He's like shoveling coal into the furnace. Check that using some kind of wind power or solar cells. Celebrating Earth Day. Reminiscing about Captain Planet sexually abusing political opponents. Is that going to change what the captain thinks about where the ship should be steered? I don't know. You tell me. But let's say democracy's real. Wouldn't it have an effect if the quality of the people in said democracy went down by a shit ton? What makes a quality person as far as a democracy, in theory, is concerned? Let's itemize this real quick. Linguistic intelligence, strict moral beliefs, and earnest adherence to those beliefs, a marked lack of egotism, a fierce hatred toward one's enemies, as well as the presence of physical, zero in on that, not digital, but physical social communities that serve as greenhouses for virtues to blossom. Now what do we have? Complete idiocracy. People who don't know how to read, people who don't know how to think, people who can barely function, walking around, lecturing others on what it means to be smart, moral, informed, virtuous. It's a sick joke to those of you who can see it. Some days you chuckle about it. Other days you're like, wow, so this is how it's all going, huh? So let's just say this. Guys like Underbite Gavin, who celebrate Earth Day, are in fact representative of the destruction of any society, whether it's a democracy or not. A society is perpetuated through high intelligence, high moral value, clinging to good, vanquishing evil, and then having real communities that take care of each other. Sustainability. You want to talk about sustainability, Gavin, you stupid son of a bitch? Imagine having a society of only Gavins and then Katrinas. And we all know about Katrina. If you've listened to the Darby cast, you're well aware of Katrina, the kind of gal that if you say anything to her, her response is going to be, What? Fucking what? You could say hi to her and she would say that. She's caught off guard by everything. Loves a mimosa or six. Has a hell of a body count 
cannot pair bond with a person at all. Has a pet, maybe, but the pet is an accessory and not like a companion. Gavin and Katrina don't really have noggins that work. They learn things by rote and they perform tasks and interface with others all from memory. And it's usually not even their memories. It's just Twitter quotes and sitcoms with laugh tracks. That's how they interface with the world. You'll notice that when you have conversations with these people, they generally don't go anywhere. And they're highly predictable. When you're interfacing with an underbite Gavin, or an overbite Gavin, or just a regular bite Gavin, or equivalent, or a Katrina, don't you kind of always know what they're going to say? So you're just kind of waiting for them to finish their talking point and it's like okay i need to communicate things to you it'd be better if you just didn't talk because i know everything going on in your head anyway and people would say that's dismissive these people have things to communicate and it's like well actually they don't there isn't an organic thought that's originated in a lot of people's heads in quite some time probably since like 9 11 the death of the human soul for a lot of people and they were like, fine, just spy on us and feed us shitty food and poison us. Wreck the minds of the kids. It's for a good cause. It's for security. You cannot have a society that functions with these people. And they know it deep down in their core. There are a few organic thoughts rattling around in these people's skulls where they feel deeply inadequate. But they can't really acknowledge that. And so they just take it out on everybody else and say, democracy, it's important. Even though we haven't had a democracy for like forever. Right now, and I don't think you can really argue with this fact, big business and government are 69ing in a never-ending sense. It's just a big old suck fest. And that's a definition of fascism that you might not have heard before, but that's kind of what's going down. So you have all these morons cruising around thinking that voting's going to somehow alter the course of this ship that's on a crash course on purpose because the cruise captain, there's like a committee of cruise captains and they all fucking hate cruises. They've been on enough cruises and they hate it. They're like, let's just crash the ships and kill all the babies. That's what we're headed for, FYI. It's kind of tough to watch because it's playing out in a slow motion fashion. You ever watch the movie Speed 2? I hope you haven't. It's really shitty, but it's where a boat is crashing and that's society. The boats aren't fast. Cruise ships, they're like kind of whatever in the speed department. But for those of us in the know, those who listen to this podcast and also are followers of JC, hopefully both, you kind of watch it all play out and you're like, God, can we just get this thing over with? Move on to whatever the next stage is. Because the Katrinas and the Gavins, as soon as things go really sideways, they are so dead. You think they are going to adapt to 
utter chaos, I always point back to the Texas cold snap of a year ago as being like, do you realize how many people are going to die if things really destabilize? And things are really destabilizing. And that doesn't sound good, right? Just a bunch of people getting iced. No pun intended. You know, if we're talking about the Texas cold snap. But it's happening too slowly, right? The inevitable collapse. It's like, speed it up. Hit the turbo. But let me tell you about how things are going. And after I tell you, you can decide for yourself whether this is 100% accurate or maybe like 107% accurate. Every day, simple things are becoming more expensive. You're paying $19 for a cheeseburger and fries. Everybody's house or their apartment is going to get a little bit smaller. Your work hours can get a little bit longer, but your pay will decrease, either by the figure itself or by the lack of value of the currency due to inflation and printing $9 trillion in 20 months. You'll start seeing family and friends less if you haven't already and find that somehow you care less and less about them. Every day, you might find yourself lowering your standards for everything. Work, food, relationships, job security. You hang on to clothes a little bit longer. Fewer people getting married and even fewer people having children. An increasing of technological distractions and fantasy without ever experiencing the real world. Does any of this sound familiar to you? For someone that you know, dot com. Kyle, don't buy that. That website's too long. Debt and poverty becomes the new norm. And every minute of every day, the people in power will tell you that you are ugly, stupid, and weak. But together, we are free, prosperous, and safe. Even though the crime rate's going up, the suicide rate is going up. There's trash everywhere. The homeless numbers are increasing at kind of an exponential rate. Was this your vision for the future when you were a kid? If you thought there would be flying cars by now, I'm going to point your attention to helicopters, which just look different than flying cars, but are essentially the same thing. But you get what I'm saying. If you thought it was going to be kind of like the Jetsons, Aren't things so much cooler now where like PB&Js are racist and you know somebody who uh, took their own life this past year? Isn't that better than like, I don't know, space travel? People have such a lack of control over themselves and their environment that they resort to things like body modification, hair dye, piercings, tattoos, which used to be symbols of like, Get away from me. It's now everywhere. It's been normalized. And when it gets really bad, people lop their dicks off. Or slice their jugs off. And sew some kind of weird penis on their badge. Democracy, baby. When you were younger, did you assume that the people who were leading you hated your guts? Now, why do I tell you all this? Why do I even do the Darby cast? Some people have wondered for a long time now. It's because I value certain things 
that the world doesn't. And so do you, if you're listening to the Darby cast. Truth, honesty, connection. Seeds of self-doubt have probably been sown into your being, but you haven't let them take root. And to that I say, fuck yeah. Fuck everybody who's trying to do that. If you listen to the Darby cast with any sort of regularity, you have built up an immunity to herd mentality and extreme peer pressure. And you have a firm understanding that the people running the show are genocidal psychopaths. It's quite a burden to bear, isn't it? Seeing things for the way they are. Having a firm grasp of reality. Not getting that fired up on anything. Looking at media and being like, it's all propaganda. There's no more entertainment left. It's all propaganda. I watched the Super Bowl and I was like, son of a bitch. I used to enjoy this when I was younger, but now I can't even watch. I just focused on the people that I was spending time with. I don't care about the Rams. I don't care about the Bengals. I don't care about any of the products that they're promoting on the commercials. I don't care about the halftime show. I don't care about the Olympics anymore. There is a coordinated system that's working against people who see things for the way that they are. It's true. These people print all the school books. They own all the magazines. They own the newspapers and the five or six major media companies. They own the social media platforms. They own the porn industry. They are the authors of communism. They did 9-11. They control the FBI and the CIA. They open up all the borders. They send young men and now women off to fight pointless wars in the Middle East. They love aborting babies and make it really easy to do so. They're the most racist people on the planet. They invented feminism. They hijacked the word pride and made it gay. They run BLM. They run Antifa. They run NAMBLA, which is for molesting boys. They tell you about things related to the climate. Remember when it was global cooling? You remember when it was global warming? You remember when it was climate change? Now they're on to extreme weather events, and pretty soon it'll be something else. They run the news. They run public health. They invented these vaccines that they're giving everybody with a free cheeseburger. They either directly or indirectly poison food and water. They use mercury to fill people's teeth. I thought mercury was a bad thing. They hate JC. These are the people who have control of Gavin and Katrina. They have an army of Gavins and Katrinas at their disposal. And Gavin and Katrina don't get it. They don't understand what's going on, but you do. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to the Darby cast. In fact, you would have turned this episode off. These people collect taxes and then spend it on crack pipes. They send it off to foreign countries. Your tax dollars. Taxes land, taxes bed, tax the table at which he's fed. Tax his tractor, tax his mule. Teach him taxes are the rule. Tax his work, tax his pay. He works for peanuts anyway.
Taxes cow, taxes goat, taxes pants, taxes coat. Taxes ties, taxes shirt, taxes work, tax is dirt. Taxes tobacco, taxes drink, tax him if he tries to think. Tax his cigars, tax his beers, if he cries, tax his tears. Tax his car, tax his gas, find other ways to tax his ass. Tax all he has, then let him know that you won't be done till he has no dough. Then tax his coffin, tax his grave, tax the sod in which he's laid. Put these words upon his tomb. Taxes drove me to my doom. When he's gone, do not relax. It's time to apply the inheritance tax. It's a little slam poetry for you. Kyle, was that pretty good? You like that? You didn't? Fuck you, dude. I think part of this is hilarious. The fact that some people cling to the belief that their government wouldn't kill them after taxing them to death. Death and taxes via Uncle Sam. What do you think this is? You think this is sustainable? The government just going to keep printing money forever while the population grows indefinitely? At some point, some of these Gavins and Katrinas might even start to question why they bother getting up and going to work in the morning for dog shit wages. When the government is printing money ad infinitum and YouTube kids are running around as multimillionaires. If you didn't know already, we're living in a credit bubble that is significantly bigger than the one that caused the 2008 crash. And we never actually recovered from that. It's a bald spot that just got a society-wide comb over. People are starting to notice, though. Even the slowest of the horses. Duct tape and glue stick coming around that final turn. Maybe we start calling guys named Gavin and gals named Katrina. We just say, hey, glue stick. What's up, duct tape? A little late to the party, but welcome. The collapse has been increasing in speed as an exponential function, mainly since the 1960s when commies began to infiltrate most American institutions. And exponential functions, you don't necessarily notice them until they hockey stick. Who is this for? You ever look at society and you just scratch your head and you're like, who the fuck is this for? Anything that is not expressly pro-family is generally anti-family. And anything that's anti-family is generally anti-civilization because the family is the smallest unit of meaning for a society. So as pornography and contraceptives, casual sex, the cheapening of relationships, the divorce rate has all gone up as the currency has been devalued and you have more women in the workplace unhappy as all hell for the 0.05% of chicks who want to wear pantsuits. You've got quite a few others that are bagging groceries and saying, I wanted to have kids. Fuck everything. Not Katrina, though. Katrina's watching Sex in the City. Loving every second of it. Gavin just painted a Gundam. And his Lego Millennium Falcon is in the mail. Hell yeah, right? American culture doesn't have a soul anymore. You know it. There's no pulse to American culture. Best exemplified by 
rehashing and rebooting everything and making it more diverse and more gay. I didn't think Lord of the Rings needed to be remade to be diverse and gay. No real knock on diversity and gayness. It's just that, why don't you just keep your hands off of solid cultural artifacts? Psychos in power. But they won't. They won't. This isn't for you. They didn't reboot Star Wars because it needed a reboot. They did it because it makes money. Which is their god. Your god might be god, but their god is money. And chaos. They love money and chaos. And killing people. Don't forget that. Sometimes directly, sometimes indirectly. A lot of things indirectly killing a lot of people. Meanwhile, you've got Gavin and Katrina who are like, if we just quadrupled down on all the policies that are completely wrecking our civilization right now, I think we'd really get on the right track. And it's like, well, if democracy were real, I wouldn't want you to vote anyway. Guys, don't you just kind of leave, get out. I wish I knew what it was like to be alive in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. All of these different decades where you look back at the pictures, you look back at the videos and it's like, people seemed like they had souls back then on a widespread basis. I only hang out with people who have souls, but they're becoming fewer and far between. I notice this, I see more and more human robots. And I'm like, this is not okay. And I don't know if it's Gavin's fault. I don't think it is. It's certainly not Katrina's fault. Do people think what's going on in the world right now is somehow organic? I hope not. When you begin to see the grand orchestration of events that push society in the direction that the psychopaths, quote-unquote, elite, want, it's a bit startling, it's a bit jarring. Sinking of the Titanic led to the creation of the Federal Reserve. The people who opposed the Federal Reserve were murdered, and they sank an entire ship to do it. The bombing of Pearl Harbor got us into World War II. 9-11, that changed a whole lot of stuff. And hopefully this episode hasn't been a complete and utter downer. Most episodes are not like this. It's a little bit more jovial and I talk about time travel and beating the shit out of Fauci, which I think we can all appreciate. But let me leave you on this note, on this crazy wild card Friday that was like so honest that it's, I don't know, maybe inspiring. It could be terrifying. Here's a nice positive note to go out on. If you believe that the world presented to you on digital devices is an illusion, that the jab very well could be the biblical mark of the beast, and that all of Western civilization has been hijacked by devil-worshipping degenerates that feast on the blood of infants, then low-key, you have an understanding puts you on rational footing, and you're probably actually doing better than the people who don't understand the show. Imagine if you were the asshole who trusted the science and you spent the past couple years suffering from physical and emotional harm. You've been social distancing. Like, what the fuck is that, right? You've been wearing a mask. You yell at your kids at every turn and be like, this curve isn't flat, Gavin, Gavin Jr. Katrina Jr. Did chicks ever get named after their moms? I don't think that's socially appropriate. 
these people, these Gavins, these Katrinas, they've done it all. They got the Jabiruski, then the second version of it because it's a two-shot shebang. And now it's booster number one, booster number two, booster number three is definitely on the way. You better not rule out booster four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You have no idea if your name is Gavin or Katrina. You have no idea when this is going to end. You want your normal life back or whatever you thought was your normal life. It's like sipping daiquiris and watching the Kardashians. Hell of a life. The name of the game is survival, baby. This episode's too real. Kyle, can we even publish this? This is a little bit too much of the back pocket action, right? Where I get way too honest. I don't really dress anything up. I haven't done an episode like this in forever. Since like episode 13, entitled The Internet Was a Mistake, which it was. Actually, letting normies on the internet was a mistake, but it was actually part of the plan. Some people would call me, or maybe even you, a conspiracy theorist. And yes, we do have a theory that there are people conspiring against us, and it's not wrong at all. If you happen to be a dope, and you're like, the people running the show can't be evil give me a proper explanation wouldn't that be a show right riddle me this dumbasses who really aren't listening to the show so i don't even know who i'm addressing riddle me this the vaccination rate in africa nearly zero their death rate sure hasn't increased what's that about huh Darbycast doctors, I promise I'll go back to episodes that are like way more relaxed than this. But occasionally, I've got full license to back pocket the fuck out of a situation and call the adult children who still believe in the fairy tale of democracy. I get to say, hey, guys, you're probably going to die when shit hits the fan. And I wish it would happen sooner because perpetually occupying this meaningless, soulless purgatory of a civilization that it's been raped into by culture rapists. It's a nice term, isn't it? Culture rapists. It's a good thing to call the people running point on everything. Everything they touch turns to garbage, doesn't it? Evil cannot create. It can only destroy. So here's the high note that you go out on. Be good. Harness your goodness. Go carve out pieces of reality and help people. Reduce their suffering. Bring joy to them. Make them laugh. Let them know that things are going to be okay, even if they aren't. Go lift weights. Do a little bit of cardio, even if you hate it, like I do. Get the hell outside. Get some sun on your face. Worship. God and beauty, because beauty in this world is a direct reflection of the Creator and His Son, JC. But that's Darbycast, that's Wildcard Friday. I promise the next episode will be far more hilarious.